Howdy now. You're listening to Tonk Radio with Bull Harding on Denmark Street Radio. Bringing you the hottest honky-tonk hits straight to your speakers. With special guests telling you the stories you don't already know. Broadcast Denmark Street, London's musical heartbeat. This is Tonk Radio. It's Tonk Time. Welcome to Tonk Radio. We're Bull Harding. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And this is a brand new episode of Tonk Radio, and we are excited about this one. We are excited about this one. We've been yeah. talking about this one for a while now. Yeah, and the reason why we're excited about this is because this one, unlike our other episodes, yeah. which were definitive by title, this one is one of the most broad yet selective groups there is. This yeah. is one that the, even the origins itself are argued. Yeah, and it's, and it's one that th- this is a title that needs to be dubbed upon you. You have to earn it. You don't get to claim this one. You have to you earn, have to earn it. it. That's right. We're talking about... Outlaw Country. Yeah. And we're not talking six shooters. We're trading in those six shooters for six strings. That's right. But we're still shooting them right down the, the middle at you, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, Without any further delay, we're going to jump right into this We're getting this right one. in there, man. Here's one of the greatest electric guitar riffs ever put down on wax. This is Steve Earle with Guitar Town here on Talk Radio. Hey, pretty baby, are you ready for me? Yeah, it's a good rockin' daddy down from Tennessee. I'm just out of Austin by for San Antonio with a radio blastin' and the bird dog gone. There's a speed trap with my head sound the town, but no local yoga gonna shut me down. Cause me and my boys got this rig around, and we'll come a thousand miles from a guitar chain. Nothing ever happened around my hometown I ain't kind of just hang around But I heard someone calling my name one day And I followed that voice down the Lost Highway Everybody told me you can't get far On $37 in a Jap guitar Now I'm smoking in the Texas with a hammer down And a rockin' little combo from a guitar town Hey, pretty baby, don't you know it ain't my fault I love to hear the steel bells humming on the asphalt Wake up in the middle of the night in a truck stop Stumble in a restaurant, wonder why I don't stop Well, I gotta keep rocking while I still can Got a two-pack habit in a motel tan When my boots hit the boards, I'm a brand new man With my back to the rise and make my stand Hey, pretty baby, won't you hold me tight? I'm loading up and rolling out of here tonight. One of these days I'm gonna settle down and I'll take you back with me to the guitar town. I won't be round the 
this old town Getting more for a long, long time Gonna hit the road Start looking for the end of that long white line Gonna hit the road Start looking for the end of that long white line well, I woke up and my baby was gone Without her, don't need no home Gonna hit the road Start looking for the end of that long white line Gonna hit the road Start looking for the end of that long white line I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line. Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line. New York City, old St. Joe, Albuquerque, New Mexico. This old rig is humming and rolling, she's doing fine. If somebody wants to know what's become of this so and so, tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line Welcome back to Talk Radio. We're your host, Bull Harding. I'm Chris. I'm Nick. And that was Sturgill Simpson with his song Long White Line off his album Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. Kicking off that set was none other than Steve Earle with his song Guitar Town off the album Guitar Town out in 1986. Yeah. This is Tonk Radio. This is a very special episode of Outlaws. That's Volume right. One. What makes a musical outlaw, a country music outlaw? Yeah, because we're not talking criminals, are we? Well, well not sometimes, necessarily. but... What 
what we're talking about is somebody who is making records without compromising their vision, breaking yeah. the conformities of what is uh, pop country or, you know, what, whatever decade that defines it as. But what we're talking about is people who do records their own way. And, and Steve Earle and Sturgill Simpson both uh, have earned that. They, they are uncompromising with their artistic yeah, not vision. bending to the agenda and of the And that's how they get where man. they are, and that, that's how we got to those two kicking off this show. Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention their great songs. Um, the great songs, man. That that guitar riff in Guitar Town is huge. Yeah. And it's just got this vibe. It really captures, like, I'm immediately just thinking, windows down, hair's blown in the wind. Yeah, I'm there's like this unbridled youth and freedom in totally. that song that I don't care how many times I hear that song, I'm already in my car with the windows down on a summer day. Totally. And yeah. there's, there's something about um, you know, there's certain songs by certain artists that just make you think of blue jeans, white t-shirt. That's right. And that's one of them. That's and, one. And I would think I would put up guys like you mentioned Bob Seger and Bruce Springsteen. This is totally. Well, you mentioned Springsteen. I, I thought Seger, you mentioned Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, that there's this generational passing of the torch between Seger to Springsteen to Steve Earle in that line. Yeah. For this type of music. Yeah. I'm just thinking blue jeans, white t-shirts, muscle yeah. car, windows down. I'm with you on that, floor man. Floor on the floor, foot down wind blowing yeah and that record uh his debut record for steve earl and it was just like incredibly knockout, incredibly successful and that changed the musical landscape it, it, it like, did it like re it redefined outlaw country yeah and it, it rekindled coals that had already begun to cool uh you know outlaw had been around for almost a decade and a half at that point and so uh, super super very important, cool super important album and then um following that up with with Sturgis simpson with long white line that's a great great I love that song, song. Yeah. um and really cool is that that's Sturgis Simpson's second album. Right. And he self-funded and self-released those albums. In 2014, right? And got a Grammy nomination on that. Wow. He worked with a producer called Dave Cobb out in Nashville, put these songs together, and got a Grammy nomination. Great guitar player on that Great record, Great guitar too. player, too. Yeah. And I think the whole reason why it gets acknowledged like that... And, I mean, he went on to the, the album they followed that up with. He's been on, like... Uh, Rolling Stone's top 50 albums of the year. Right. Like he's got... And, and a real outspoken critic of the modern country music association. Totally. And, and all kinds of the establishment of, of country music in Nashville. So earning his outlaw title all yeah. over the place. And, this guy. And, and his position at number number two song on our list. He had to make it because he's making the music for himself, speaking his voice. Right. Now he's, these aren't ranked in any way. This is the second song of the set. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But we're going to jump into some guys now going back into... The heritage of outlaw country music. Yep. These aren't the guys who started it, but these are guys who kept that torch burning hot. One of these guys is not just in it if it's just a game, and the other guy is telling you all about his family tradition, and to kick this set off is Hank Williams Jr. with his song Family Tradition here on Talk Radio Outlaws. Disowned a few others and me I guess it's because I kind of changed my direction Lord, I guess I went and broke their family tradition
hypnotize me with your eyes while saying that you need me. If this is just a one night stand, I'd rather turn around and walk away. Don't hold me in your arms and run your fingers through my hair if you don't love me. Welcome back to Tonk Radio Outlaws here on Denmark Street Radio. Uh, we're Bull Harding. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And that was David Allen Coe with his song, If This Is Just a Game, off of his record Human Emotions out in 1978. Kicking off that set was Hank Williams Jr., a.k.a. Bo Sevis, a.k.a. most recently Thunderhead Hawkins uh, with his song Family Tradition. Now, those two guys had to be on the show. Yeah. Um, that First of all, David Allen Coe, that record, okay, uh, is crazy it's a it's a cool 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 album it is cool and is equally bizarre uh it is like this I mean, rock opera country cool, opera guy. disco vibe and this when you're talking about if the definition of outlaw country is somebody who's making records the way that they hear them in their head then that then record 100% meets outlaw. the criteria it is something else uh, there's a stack of songs in the middle of that uh which is Human emotions into she's finally crossed over love's cheating line into whiskey and women in particular. They they run as one consecutive long song, yeah. That have been cut into three parts. It's a bizarre record. Uh, he is a, he. It's a it is fitting for David Allen Coe. He is a complex man, and his body of work he's, is complex. He's far out, man. He is far out, and so is that record, and so a, a lot of his records, and definitely living uh, by his own terms. Uh, Hank Jr. Yeah, singing family tradition. Uh, obviously, I mean Hank, Hank, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, is son of Hank Williams Sr. Right, right. Hank, uh, Hank Williams. I yeah. mean the guy. The, the you know where country music is all stemmed down from. Yeah, you know as far as being a modern commodity of pop entertainment. Yeah, I mean, not, it's not big Williams. shoes to fill at all. Yeah, forget it. Forget the yeah. Forget about that long tall shadow. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Hank Jr. Uh, did not necessarily. I mean, he started out very young. Yeah, he followed in his father's footsteps almost directly, singing his songs, touring his songs after his dad died. Yeah, um, similar to like uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent, right? Yeah. But later finds himself, finds his own sound, branches out, and goes on to do one of the most impressive bodies of work of any artist uh, in country music ever. I mean, Bo Cephas is one of the greatest. Uh, and he, I mean, he, he was like one he of those artists time, who crossed man. barriers. He is one of those artists who, like, you know, rock bands yeah. credit Hank Jr. for the inspiration. Well, and that comes down to this whole thing that we talk about, like this whole idea of outlaw. It's an attitude, man. It's right. not. Right. You know what I mean? It's not how you're dressing. No. It's not how you, it's necessarily how you're writing or singing songs. It's just this attitude. And that is, you know, I, I say it all the time not taking anything away from nothing. It's just how I express that attitude is just rock and roll to me. It's just a do it your way. Right. But outlaw country, I think it's not, I think that this could, the point could be made that outlaw country of all subgenres of country music, especially from uh, the origin point in the 1970s, it was outlaw country yeah. that had the biggest impact on contemporary rock and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like more like Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson having more of an impact than like Porter Wagner or Ernest Hub on rock yes. and roll. You know what I mean? That's the point. I think I think it's that unbridled, that lawlessness, that that no fear in going after what you you hear in your head 
is by the definition of what rock and roll is. For sure. And Outlaw Country is that. Yeah, for sure. And there, that is where that pushes through. And this is where you see the most of that. And then Southern Rock comes out of this. I mean, Southern Rock seems like it's the next step out of Outlaw Country. You know what I mean? Cause like it was all, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure things were happening in places and pockets and corners of the world that, you know, like Outlaw. Outlaw didn't just start all of a sudden, but it, there were things bubbling and brewing. And all of a sudden yeah. this, this kismet perfect storm happens and then you have something. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Um, we're going to jump into some more modern guys again, uh, taking a swing back toward uh, contemporary outlaws. Uh, we've got another batch of great songs coming up here uh, with Paul Cawthon, but to kick off this set is Cody Jinx with Hippies and Cowboys here on Tonk Radio Outlaws. up all night but I passed out before the sun came up I really wanted to see one of those I know that's no way for a man to behave with a mortgage due and a baby on the way but somehow I made it to where I'm at it's been a living as a matter of fact I get a bad attitude from being tired and Never ask for anyone to say they like my sound I've never been a part of any musical scenes I ain't just talking Nashville if you know what I mean They don't write about me in their magazines I don't ask for new reviews on the songs that I sing I've never had a lot of friends and I'm alright by that But people keep on coming back Raising hell with the hippies and the cowboys They don't care about no trends They don't care about songs that sell Yeah, tomorrow I'll be gone So tonight everybody just sing along Raising hell with the hippies and the cowboys For all of my life But I like the view I'm not gonna lie Yeah, the yuppies and the hipsters And the wannabe saints That ain't down home with me I like two dollar beers I like three dollar wells And some old honky-tonk bar I know by the smell Some old drunk on a bar stool On a Merle Haggard tune That's my kind of room Raising hell with the hippies and the cowboys. They don't care about no trends, they don't care about songs that sell. Cowboys 
care about no trends, they don't care about songs that sell.
Welcome back to Tonk Radio. We're your host, Bo Harding. I'm Chris. I'm Nick. And this is Outlaws. Yeah. Volume one. That was Paul Coffin with his song with a very, very tasty guitar yeah. riff. Uh, that was Still Driving off his album, My Gospel, in 2016. And before that, we had a very outspoken voice. Cody Jinx. Cody Jinx, Hippies and Cowboys. Yeah. Um, off that just, record less wise yeah, less wise that's right and just saying it as it is man yeah so one of the re- okay Cody that was one of the first songs I heard from Cody Jinx mm-hmm. um, and that song to me says it all yeah and it was a total obvious choice for me for this set yeah and I'm gonna tell you why Outlaw Country has a genesis point where it becomes its own entity mm-hmm and this is in the early 1970s. And there are two people in particular who are responsible for this. Yeah. It's Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Okay. Irrefutable in my mind. But yeah. There's things that happen prior to, around the time of, and shortly thereafter. But Willie Nelson in. in it's safe to say without these two, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's exactly right. So where we get into this, the Genesis point, as I said, is early 1970s, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Who was signed to RCA Records in Nashville. Uh-huh. L- decides not to re-sign his contract, renew his contract with RCA, and all but retires. Yeah, because they were they were kind of like giving him some heat saying, you know, this album better perform or we're going to drop you kind of thing. Yeah. You know I, I mean? Yeah, there was some definite friction there. But okay, so looking at the, the landscape of, of Nashville in the 1960s, okay? Yeah. It is... This very country politan, yeah, saccharine sound with yeah. string orchestras and uh, backing gospely, like angelic choir sounding backing vocals, and it was a formula. Okay, yeah, the similar, labels, similar to the pop that was coming out, which would have been like Sinatra, Matt Monroe, and right, but know, the, country, the country, stuff, but the country version of this, of this the South of the Mason Dixon versions of, of what you're talking about and and you're getting into the situation where like a company like the record companies have deals with the studios yeah. and they have producers on contract and they have session musicians on contract so for an artist you have very little room uh, or opinion to to get into your sound there yeah so, so you might have dictating to you yeah what you're going to sound like who you're going to play with where you're going to record and you're putting out something that is fitting a formula. And the thing with that is that, so you make an album and then you hit the road and record it. You're on the road with these guys. You're getting this vibe. You're, you're working all this time getting this sound. Right. And then you go back in the studio and those guys aren't there anymore. They're not allowed to be there. Exactly. So then you're trying to capture that sound which you're making on but the road. But your sound on the road is different because you're not traveling with an orchestra and yeah, all yeah, this yeah. other stuff. So it, for people who whose vision lines up with that, It looks that's good great. on paper. But for people who are a little bit more artistic, like, okay, think of it this way. There's someone who's writing the songs. Yeah. And then there's someone who's singing the songs. And then there's someone who's playing the songs. And then there's somebody who's producing the songs. Yeah. And then somebody who's recording the songs. And somebody who's mixing the songs. It's not, it, the, your your contribution is a, is, is a very minimal contact. Yeah. And then it's in someone else's hands. So if you're an artist who's a singer, who's just, who's a, there to do that, that's a great deal. Yeah. But if you're somebody who wants to write your songs and then record them and then use your band that you work with yeah. and have a say in how it sounds on the record, that is a completely out of the question scenario for how Nashville was working in, in that time, right? Yeah. So Willie, long story short, Willie Nelson decides to leave Nashville. He decides he's all but retired from music. He goes back to Imagine. Texas, right? He goes to Austin, Texas. 
he sets up shop at Armadillo World Headquarters and he starts playing music there. Yeah. And he starts blending the cultures that are otherwise not blending in society. What He's, Cody Jinx has just gone in the hippies and the cowboys. That's right. And that's why that song was important for me to choose mm -hmm. because it shows that what Willie Nelson started in the early 1970s is still being honored to and tended to and a tradition is still carried on today. Yeah, and that's that's the amazing thing about music is this connecting worlds which otherwise would remain unconnected through the conduit of music. These, right. You can have all walks of life turning up to share in this experience of their favorite artists, to sing their favorite songs. Right. And then for that hour and a half, that two hours, they're just there as fans. They're not there as this or that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Social monikers need not enter the room yeah that which should is be... great um now that was why cody jinx we needed to have him on that record paul cawthon is another guy i mean he's doing everything his own way he now he is a guy too that produces for himself he produces for other people he writes for himself he writes for other people yeah he in the very short period of time has developed such a distinct sound that is his sound and you can hear it on records that he's not a performer on, but you can tell he's had his hand in the approach to the production or the writing or whatever. Uh, we are big fans of Paul's. He's a very cool because cat. Because he is him. absolutely living life on his terms and making music that we really feel is ba breaking the boundaries of conventional uh, title. Yeah. Big, big fan of his stuff. So watch out for more stuff from Paul Cawthon. Earlier in this episode, we had Hank Williams Jr. talking about family tradition right just a moment ago we were talking about willie nelson and how uh he was one half of a whole that made outlaw country a thing yeah right now there were, we'll get into all that later but the other person in question his partner in crime as it were yeah. is waylon jennings and as much as there is a legacy between hank williams and hank williams jr and hank williams the third there's a legacy between Waylon Jennings and Shooter Jennings. His son, yeah. His son. And this is who we're going to play next because he has every right and earned every right to be on this list. This is Shooter Jennings with Wild and Lonesome here on Tonk Radio Outlaws. Just seems to drag on forever Waiting for that cleansing morning call Running from the mirror so I don't see it any clearer As fireworks bright and loud
Welcome back to Tonk Radio. We're Bull Hardy. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And this is our episode dedicated to outlaws. Yeah, man. Outlaw country. That was Shooter Jennings with Patty Griffin on Wild and Lonesome. A beautiful pairing of voices, those two. Fantastic really, song. Really, really nice song. Totally. We got to get into this because we just, we just started this conversation a second ago with yeah. the, the, gen, the origins of Outlaw Country, Waylon and Willie. Yeah. Right? Um, Waylon and Willie may be responsible for the move that started it, the move where they exited Nashville, yeah. they, they got their rights to record music their way, and they started this movement. There was a record that got put out. A very important album. Yeah. So we're, there's, there's three really important records and a few very important people involved in this. Yeah. For Willie Nelson, the record that changes the game is Shotgun Willie. Yeah. For Waylon Jennings, it's Honky Tonk Heroes. Yeah. And someone who wrote with Waylon, responsible for a lot of those songs, including Honky Tonk Heroes, is Billy Joe Shaver. Yes. Now, there's a record that is a compilation record. And it's the first record, I think, in my mind, it's my understanding, is the first record that uses the title Outlaw Country. Right. Or leans into the outlaw image. Now, these guys didn't... Yeah, this is the Willie one Willie Nelson like and the, Waylon Jennings and all these guys didn't go to Texas and start something called Outlaw Country and call themselves outlaw. No, they were outlaw. just doing their thing. They were just doing their thing. It was somebody... Now, and this it's is, when you create something new, people the, people don't know what to call it. That's so right. They give and it, a name. it is detested as to who first gave them the title of outlaw, whether it was a journalist or some Waylon Jennings himself said it, or somebody said it in passing in a lyric in an interview, whatever. Yeah. It, it is debatable where it comes from, but the title was outlaw and it stuck. And they put out a record called Wanted: The Outlaws. Yeah, and they and they did like the wanted posters of like a Western kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Willie Nelson. And Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Joined by Jesse Coulter and Tom Paul Glazer. And that record, as a compilation record, goes out with this imagery and with this label on it. And it becomes the first ever country music record to go platinum. That's huge. Right? Yeah, so yeah. It, it sets a whole new template to yeah, where breaks, we get now. It breaks the mold. It, it breaks the mold. It, it breaks new ground. It's new territory. This happens. Now, from and that, that and point that breaks on. Way yeah. For everybody else to kind of get that's been on this you know yeah this show and otherwise yeah uh and now there are so many other great people happening around like christopherson is around this time merle haggard is around this time these are people who didn't we didn't get we just for only for time reasons it's just we weren't able to put everybody on this one episode but no doubt this pushes everything forward. Yeah. Right? Now, Jesse Coulter and Waylon Jennings end up married uh, for the rest of Waylon Jennings' life. They have a long, Beautiful. long wed- uh, marriage together. Yeah. Their son is Shooter Jennings, who we just played. We just heard, yeah. Right? So this is a family affair. Uh, Jesse Coulter being the first ever outlaw country female singer. Waylon Jennings being one of the founding and on- the first ever male outlaw singers. Yeah, yeah. Shooter Jennings totally carrying on the family torch there. For sure. Super talented songwriter, singer, performer, producer. Yeah. Just a, a very cool cat. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much time we have left in the show, but I'm going to try to get it this whole next batch in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Billy Joe Shaver, okay? Yeah. Uh, died not so long ago. Um, a hugely... A very colorful life. Very colorful life. A hugely talented writer yeah. in country music. Um, it, for anyone who has Netflix... There's a show called uh, the Norm Norm McDonald has a show mm-hmm. on E I E I O uh, on Netflix. <laughs> Norm McDonald has a show on Netflix. Now Norm McDonald was one of the greatest 
comedians on SNL. He ran Weekend Update for many years. Yeah, you, uh, you'd it, recognize him in a lot of um, Adam Sandler films. Yeah, and he did like dirty work and stuff yeah, on yeah. his. I mean, he's a he was he's a hilarious guy. Sadly, very, passed very away funny. recently too. Um, but he had a show uh, recently on Netflix, and Billy Joe Shaver is the guest in one of the episodes. And if you get a chance to watch this, of all people, they were really good friends, right? Norm Macdonald. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but he was a huge country music fan. Right. And ended up having a great friendship with Billy Joe Shaver. Of all the people in the world. Right. Uh, yeah. And and Billy Joe performs a couple songs on the show too, which is great. Um, but going back to the beginning of this, this guy, Billy Joe Shaver, songwriter in Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a long story as how he gets into Waylon Jennings' life, right? Right. But he ends up on a tour bus. Okay. Where he's doing like a guitar pull. Which is like people taking turns singing songs and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, On a tour bus somewhere at a festival or a gig or something, right? Uh Uh-huh. And he's sitting there and he plays a song called Willie the Wandering Gypsy and Me. Right. And the door to the back of the bus that was closed comes flying open and out comes Waylon Jennings that Billy Joe Shaver didn't know was on the bus. Right. And says, I want that song. Right. (laughs) He's not exactly the guy you say no to. And why would you, right? Like you're about (laughs) to, you know, you get Waylon Jennings to cut a song. Yeah, you're, 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 in, right. you're in tall cotton, right? So he says, great, let's do this thing. Waylon Jennings says, great, yeah, let's make this happen, whatever, whatever. Shaver gets off the bus and doesn't see or hear from Waylon Jennings again for, for a long time. Right. Like, just can't get a hold of him, doesn't know where he's at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is not that they have text messages. No, and, you know? you know, this is like calling the secretary at the studio, and he's like, well, he's on tour, and he hasn't returned your message or whatever, you yeah. know what I mean? So, like, he starts to get a little upset. Right. That this guy and him had a deal and he's just disappeared on him, right? Yeah. So he starts going to the recording studio in Nashville. Yeah. Where he hears that Waylon's gonna be recording or is recording whatever, right? Right. And already and already he, like, getting his, his outlaw yeah, creds. And, and from what I, the details are foggy for me I mean I was very young when this was happening I was hanging out in reception no I'm kidding I was <laughs> this is year decades before I was born but no um I again this is all hearsay a lot of a lot of great stories are hearsay right I mean but they're, good, they're good stories man he shows up he he tries respectively as I remember the details of the story as they were told to me Billy Joe Shaver waits a few days, a couple, a couple hours, whatever. He's waiting to talk respectively, respectfully waiting for Waylon Jennings, who's just not coming out of the studio. Yeah, they, they got a deal. What's going on? He finally storms the session. Right, Waylon Jennings' personal storms security in, like kicks in the door, kicks in the door to the room. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, probably every you son of a whatever. Right. Yeah. Waylon Jennings' security at Which the is time Hell's Angels, is the Hell's Angels. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a dangerous move. Yeah. Right. Um, long story long. Right. Billy Joe Shaver gets Waylon alone in the room, and plays him a song. Yeah. And he says, "Play me another one." And he plays him another one. And he plays him another one. And he plays him another one. And there's nine songs or something like this. And he says, "I'll take all of them." Right. Wow. And there's one other song. There's room for one more song on the record. And Waylon says. Let, let's do this and they start throwing lines back and forth and they says that's the name of that song that's it, it that's 10 now and he's like well what what was that and he's like well i couldn't put out a record that i didn't write at least one of the songs on <laughs> and that's the song and that record is honky tonk heroes and wow. that record changes so much 
about how records get made, what country music sounds like. So between Willie Nelson yeah, and Jennings. Shotgun Willie, yeah. Waylon Jennings, Honky Tonk Heroes with Billy Joe Shaver, yeah. and the Wanted the Outlaws compilation record with Willie, Waylon, Jesse Coulter, and Tom Paul Glazer, we have now got the pillars of outlaw country music. These are very, very formative. Yeah. These are very important albums. So without any further delay, I'd like to introduce Billy Joe Shaver to this show and his song, I'm just an old chunk of coal, but I'm going to be a diamond someday. And yes, you were Billy Joe Shaver, and here he is, Billy Joe Shaver on Talk Radio. I'm just an old chunk of coal, and I'm going to be a diamond someday. Yeah, I'm going to grow and glow till I'm so blue, pure, perfect. Gonna put a smile on everybody's face I'm gonna kneel and pray every day Lest I should become lame along the way I'm just an old as chunk of coal now, Lord But I'm gonna be a diamond someday I'm gonna search and find a better way to walk Yeah, I'm gonna spit and polish my old rough fidget cell Till I get rid of every single flaw Well, I'm gonna be the world's best friend I'm gonna go around shaking everybody's hand, yeah Well, I'm just an old chunk of coal now, Lord I'm gonna be a diamond someday Oh, I'm gonna be the cotton-picking razor day I'm gonna be a diamond someday
Welcome back to Tonk Radio Outlaws. We are Bullharding. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And that was Jesse Coulter with Why You've Been Gone So Long. Off of the record, Wanted, The Outlaws, out in 1976. Before that, we have Billy Joe Shaver and his song, I'm Just an Old Chunk of Coal, But I'm Going to Be a Diamond Someday. Uh, and he was right. Uh, great song from Billy Joe Shaver. Uh, great writer. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are in country music without him, uh, specifically outlaw country, but country in general. Yeah, and, and without um, Jesse Coulter for for same respects with that, that's right. That's a great great song, man, and it's, I love that bass line, that that super fucking and you can hear funky drum beat in there. Yeah, and you can hear this expanding of the sound of country music. Totally, man. It's just there's like so much San Francisco vibe in that song. Like you're looking lot, like that yeah. Janis Joplin and Big Brother. Yeah, you maybe I'm mean? you know, getting like a little dusty Springfield or something. Yeah, you know the, what I mean. That type of like that running baseline. But you listen to like Waylon before that too, where he had uh, only daddy that a walk the line. Totally, it, really into that '60s West Coast rock sound. And speaking speaking of uh, Waylon Nick, we are sadly out of time. Oh, because there's a whole bunch to talk about with Buddy Holly and Waylon Jennings. We'll have to save that for a future episode. That's so right. We'll, we'll do that. But wrapping up this episode of Outlaws. Is we have the founding fathers of Outlaws that we started this story with. Yep. These guys have worked together many times before, and not that they haven't had an incredible impact on their own in their own rights individually, but when they come together, it's like nothing else. Yeah. This is Waylon and Willie with Nowhere Road off of the album Wanted, The Outlaws, out in 1976. We're your host, Bo Harding. I'm Chris. I'm Nick. Follow us on Instagram at Bo Harding to keep up with all the daily news that we've got going on. And for future episodes, you're listening to Tonk Radio. And here's Waylon and Willie with Nowhere Road. There's a road in Oklahoma Straighter than a preacher Longer than a memory And it goes forever onward It's been a good teacher For a lot of country boys like me I push that load to someday I'll push it as long as I'm alive But I don't know how long I'll last Cause it's just a road It ain't no highway I'm going by the double fire I know I'm going way too fast I've been down this road Just searching for the And it don't go no Take you to the big highway But there's a toll to pay So if you're going You keep her at the game blind So you better be prepared to pay I've been down this road Just searching for the end And it don't go 
too far to go back home So you're walking on a nowhere road listening to Tonk Radio on Demo Street Radio, presented by Bull Harding with opening credits by Sean Parsons. For more information, visit DenmarkStreetRadio.co.uk or follow us on Instagram at Bull Harding. <laughs>